Welcome to season four. Welcome to season four of this most unbelievable podcast. We open season four with a confession. We don't have a plan. We have no idea what's going to show up. Our podcast and every season is our place of invention. It's where we go to think and learn with each other and to open dialogue with our listeners. We look forward to another season of brainstorming and surrendering to what unfolds. Thanks, y'all. Now on with the show. Dr. Spiegel. Dr. Fitzgerald. Welcome to episode 54. Indeed. Of this most unbelievable life. Life. Formerly known as this most unbelievable podcast. We changed the name. We just like got rid of this. Like it's just what it is. Because we learned on the job that it's not a good idea to have the word podcast po- in your podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's the This Most Unbelievable Podcast podcast. I like that our listeners can't see it's that like, we're both like holding up our fizzy waters in yeah, like this is a this is a uh What flavor are you drinking? Uh this is Pomple Moose. Ah, LaCroix. That's a good one. It's a good one. I'm usually drinking whichever one is on sale at Safeway, unless there was a Costco run. Which one do you have? I have the lime bubbly. Ooh. Ooh, bubbly's pretty tasty. There's so many of these things now. There's the ahas, and there's bubbly and LaCroix, and uh, there's there's others. Yeah, I have like a whole case of... um, It's like, I think I have a whole case of like cherry bubbly in my fridge at work that I think you might have given me, actually. Oh, I think I did. Yeah, because I used to buy them for um, uh, campus events. Yeah, they were like leftovers. Because um, and- <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to not promote bad habits with all that sugar and caffeine. Right? So we're going to drink some fizzy water. And, and students would say, don't you have like a Coke or anything? And I was like, just drink your fizzy water. Mm-hmm. Ingrateful. Yeah, in my day, so we didn't so. even get bottled water. We had to drink from the fountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do you have? You have lime? I have lime, lime yes. I also have in the fridge uh, orange. Mm. Um, I, mm. We keep mm-hmm. a good stock of lime and orange on because they are good for cocktails. For cocktails, yeah. I like the I do like the, the grapefruit one, but the lime is a is a good one. I mean, it's, it's you can sort of do a poor person's... Uh, uh, gin and tonic, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of with it, minus the quinone yeah. and things like that. But it, you can do some pretty interesting mixing with it. There's a new one that I saw at Safeway last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are not receiving sponsorship from any of these companies. However, if they would like to make us an offer, I'd be happy to listen. A black cherry and coffee. Ooh. Fizzy water. And I didn't get it, but part of me is like, that sounds disgusting. But the other part is, yet I can't look away. Well, this so I would I would appreciate not having to buy like twelve of them to find out if I like it or not, though. So this is an interesting thing because like that phenomenon of ooh that sounds almost terrible. I should buy three. Like that phenomenon is very real for me. Yeah. I think as a shopper, um, and so uh-huh. my husband and I were looking at our grocery budget over the last month, and we started because uh, we're trying to you know shut some stuff down and. You know, not be in stores as much right now, especially with right. like spikes and the pandemic and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we've been doing um, all Harris Teeter like pickup orders with our groceries, mm-hmm. which means you know we make all the choices for what we're gonna have, like bef- instead of going in the store. And so all of a sudden, our grocery bill is like way down because we're not doing all the random impulse, like ooh, Lady Gaga Oreos yeah. or whatever. Right. Um. And so for a while, we right. were like. Why is it so much lower? And it's like, oh, because we're not impulse shopping. Yeah. We're buying what we actually need and consume. Yeah, we experienced that too, I think, early on. It was like just, it. I mean, our food budget did not go up. Yeah. Like at all. It was like, how much crap was I buying it? On the way to, on the way home from, there at, you know, went over to the cafe and grabbed a, something that I don't need. Yeah. You know, um, it was quite a bit. I think, you know, I've saved on just not having to, you know, buy you alcohol every other Monday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Salon. Those were good times. And I. Oh, yeah. That. uh, Yeah. That that, that was. uh, That was fun. That's how this whole thing got started. It was. 
Yeah, so. Awesome. Started. So just so you know, uh, I am not an alcoholic. Uh, we were not. <laughs> so every Monday we used to go to salon and uh, at a at a uh, at a food hall yeah. down the street from the campus, and they had a they had a happy hour that we would enjoy uh, on Mondays. And by every other, uh, the the notion being that we were alternating who's buying drinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah so I think we also got into some habits with um. The food we purchased too, right? Like we we did, yeah, we did. There were some zucchini fries, I remember. Yeah, and the fried tofu. Oh, yeah, that fried Chunks tofu. Chunks, super good, yeah. super good. It's good stuff. I good. um, you know, the other day, uh, Eric and I were talking about um the little things that I do that um that like tell me that I really like a person. Um, and so like you know, you talk all the time about how you um. Uh, like you talk about the weather, right? Yeah, it's the weather. It's the weather forecast. So one of the things that we realized that I do is that I insist upon like sharing my food with the people I love. Like mm. not because I have to, but because like I'm just like, let's let's share in this experience. Yeah. Because um, we were at um, the butcher, which is across the street from uh, like the Mexican restaurant that you and I have gone to. And I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, poor Paul, mm-hmm. whether he likes it or not, I'm always like, let's get two different things and, and split them. And I'm like, I have it. no idea whether he likes this, but it's something I do that I'm like, let's have a shared he's gonna, experience. He's going to try it. If he likes it or not, he's going to try it. Yep. Yeah. So. Hope he likes it. We'll find out. But if he doesn't, that's fine. He doesn't have to. Just needs to yeah. try it. But it, it, it is this weird thing. Like I love like shared food experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, And so that's, it's, yeah. yeah, totally. Like if, yeah, I, totally. if I offer you some of my food, that's how you know I love you. Yeah. So if we're ever together with someone else and it's like I start talking about the weather and you start offering them food, it's like, oh, they're, they're in. Like, they're oh, totally and Sherry in. love us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, uh, this is what, episode 50? 54. 54. And 54. So this will come out on the, that's next week. So I guess that's the 9th. And then we have one more episode after that, and then we have season five. Yeah, look at that, because we're now going into year two. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. We're in year two. Yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Yeah. We're in it. We're in it. Yeah. Um, had we known that this was going to be a way that we were going to do things, uh, I might have held off on releasing that first episode until the until the equinox. But Yeah, but it did come out like we, the 5th we, of March, right? Yeah, I think it did. And we, we came up with a really good idea for seasons and release schedules like after we started. <laughs> like in the middle of season, I guess we're in season two now. So let's well, do that. And that's how I like to roll, that's right? How we, like, I like yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Totally. Like retrospectively justify my actions. Like, well, I've always planned it this way. You see, we do seasons on the season. Yeah. Cycles. Makes sense. Yeah. So. Uh, so I guess Very what cool. people can now expect is like seven and a half minutes of us talking about a random topic before we jump in to the real topic of the day. Yeah, I'm still bent about that rock, paper, scissors from last week. Did Did you want to rematch? I don't. Uh, I don't know. I'm having flashbacks to my spelling bee debacle <laughs> that we've talked about many times. It's like the last time I took a rematch, it came out worse than it was the first time, yeah. which was good. So, but if you lose the first time and offer a rematch, I sort of have to do it. Ready? Okay. All right. Okay. This is my right hand, not my, not my left hand this time. So I should Do you want me to advantage. do right handed? So it's, it's more. Ooh, now that's interesting. Handicapped for that's you. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. One, two, three. Oh. We're way off in time. It's like you have to have coordinates. <laughs> okay, okay, right? okay, okay. All right. Okay. One, two, two three. Oh. I won. Woo, yes. Okay, cool. Okay. And we will never play again. Uh-huh. We'll play again. Um, okay. For those listening at home, uh, I threw uh, rock and Dr. Fitzgerald went with the paper and he has therefore won one time. I've emerged victorious. Which means we've actually played a total now of four rounds. Four or five. No, it's five. No, four. Because we did three the first time last week. And we just did two. No, we didn't do two. We're not counting the first one? No, we aborted that one. Okay, well then fine. (laughs) Yeah, that one didn't count. Because you were criticizing my timing. Don't you remember? I was. I was. Yeah. Fine. Okay, four. So So we've done four. And we've 
uh, tied twice. And then That's interesting. each of us has won once. So we're equals. That's what we've decided. Yeah, I think so. That works for me. Okay, cool. I mean, it's not like it's going to keep me up at night or anything. Oh, I think it does. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) Paul has been waiting for this moment all week. Ah, but nice segue. So what does keep you up at night, Paul Fitzgerald? That's a good question. Oh, keeping me up at night. So uh, I have to... I have to be honest. I'm a pretty quick faller, a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't that's, know if that's the right way correct. to say it. Um, no, I don't think it is either. No, I'm just with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I do this thing where it's like you know, hanging out, watching Netflix, whatever it is, watching, uh, watching some TV, chilling on the couch, whatever. And it's like oh, I'm going to bed. Within five minutes, I will be in bed and asleep. It's like. Oh, okay, I guess we're done for the night. And then upstairs, brush teeth, in bed, out. Hmm. You know, it's like, I think by the by the time, my I don't know if this is big, you know, I want to say it's because I'm so busy and productive. I think it's just because I'm getting older. But I do get up pretty early. I do wake up pretty early. You do. Once 10 or so rolls around, it's like, when I when it's like, okay, we're done going to bed, I'm usually pretty wiped out. So, so falling asleep has not been really too much of a problem. Has, have you ever had trouble falling asleep? Or has it always been a five-minute pillow not, to... Not, not unless I drank a cup of coffee too late mm-hmm. or something. Whenever whenever it is, I can pin it back down to something that is pretty uh, should have known mm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do occasionally... I do remember having those days where um, I had a lot of stuff to do and I was staying up really late and I was waking up early because I had something early to do the next day. And it's like that... When you're when you really get like you're like super super tired and you try to sleep and you can't, mm-hmm. I've had that a couple of times and that's a little frustrating. Yeah, but um, my lack when whenever I don't sleep well, which is not too often, it's usually tied to either stress or frustration a little bit, mm-hmm. but in very non-specific ways. Mm-hmm. But usually it's like, oh man, I'm really stressed out and uh, I'm really worried about this thing. I'm going to bed and I'll be out in five minutes. Hmm. You know, so it's like not not much keeps me uh, laying in bed, tossing and turning, thinking about something, unable to to sleep. That that doesn't seem to be the way that that my brain wires. My brain wires differently. Interesting. Hmm. And what of you, Doctor Spiegel? What uh, what keeps you up at night? Well, I don't know if we've even gotten to the what keeps us up. I think we're still in the. Uh, what's our falling asleep ritual? What's your process? Like? Yeah, yeah, what's your process? Um, and I think what's interesting about that is how I experience falling asleep now and how I did when I was younger are very, mm-hmm. very different. Oh, um, interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, basically, most of my life I suffered from really, really bad insomnia. Um, really? Yeah. And I would be oh, up... I don't know if you knew that. Yeah, I don't think we've ever talked about this because it's never been an issue like... Um, Probably as long as I've known you. Um, God willing, it won't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I hardly ever, like, falling asleep was really, really difficult for me. Um, as a mm-hmm. kid, like, I would spend all night reading because I wouldn't be able to sleep. Yeah. Um, Interesting. And that was pretty, pretty normal. Um, in college, uh, I had a really hard time sleeping. Um, and then for the last 20 years... I've been sleeping next to this boy. Um, and uh, for a while, um, like, I would get, I don't know, like, I would, um, my anxiety would keep me up or mm. um, sounds would keep me up. Um, mm. And so eventually, at some point, um, I realized, like, I could sleep if I was next to Eric because um, safety. You've said that before. Yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. And so, like, even still, like, taking a nap if he's not home is really tricky for me. Yeah. And when I would go to conferences, um, they would – I would kind of start the conference off really strong. um, But by day four, I would be kind of delirious because I would not have slept, like, the whole time. Right. Um, Right. But at some point – we got me an eye mask and earplugs. And that is essential for me to fall asleep now. Um, and so, really? yeah. So if I, like, I basically have to shut myself out of the entire world. Huh. And then I can sleep. Um, huh. But if I can hear any kind of sound, 
Um, or if I can see any kind of light, I won't sleep. Interesting. So, there's um, I have noticed that whenever I'm sleeping somewhere else, like in a hotel or whatever it is, that first night is, is usually pretty lousy. Yeah. Especially if I don't have my own pillow. So I always take my own pillow. Um, to places so yeah that that first night i'm in a new bed it's like no i don't i don't sleep well at all interesting yeah with the earplugs and the eye mask i actually can do better um because when you have an eye mask on and you you're not hearing anything yeah it doesn't feel like what's the difference yeah what's the difference difference. between yeah (laughs) being awake and being asleep yeah but Um, the main thing i get concerned about like when i'm traveling now especially if i'm traveling by myself i get Uh worried about like whether i'll wake up in the morning like without like will i hear an alarm or whatever so oh yeah yeah so i actually have um like an an apple watch that will like shake my wrist to wake me up um you wear it to sleep in yeah mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it tracks my sleeping too yeah that's creepy how accurate those things are yeah so it's pretty creepy because um, um, my Fitbit used to do that. And it's like, it's a little too on the nose for me. And I don't like, I don't always like what it says either. So yeah. I stopped wearing, it, stopped wearing it to sleep in. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, I don't know if I want to know. It's so interesting to me sometimes how much like I love human data about myself. And you're like, yeah, oh, I don't no, know. I love it too, but I'll obsess over that. Oh, I'll yeah, obsess yeah. over it. Yeah. Um, and I'll think I'm a failure if I don't get a solid eight or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But the other thing that's true about me and sleep um, is it used to be I thought I could only write in the middle of the night. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for like all through college, most of the writing I did um, was done in the middle of the night. Um, and so like huh. Eric would wake up and find me missing from bed and discover mm. me in the other room. Like, well, of activities you could be engaged in in the middle of the night when you're found missing. That's not a bad one. Not a bad one, right? Right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have, as I guess in the last eh, maybe five years or so, um, I've gotten much, you know, they refer to this as your sleep hygiene. My sleep hygiene yeah. has gotten yeah. a lot uh, more solid. Right. Um, and I, I actually don't think at this point that I can write if I'm sleep deprived. Um, yeah, I, I, I can't do much if I'm sleep deprived. Yeah. Um, but again, if I'm sleep deprived, I really don't even try. Yeah. So it's like, I'm, I never negotiate on that usually. Yeah. Um, it's like, I'm good with like six and a half or seven, seven and a half, you know, and that's usually where I, where I sort of roll in. Yeah. But when you start cutting into that, it gets, it gets kind of wonky. Yeah. Yeah. And it's usually because I did something dumb, like, had a cup of black tea at 7 p.m. It's like, hmm, why can't I sleep? Or took a nap until 7 yeah. p.m. And it's like, huh, I took a three-hour nap. Why can't I sleep? It's like, well, <laughs> you just did. Yeah. Uh, you just did. So now you're going to pay the price. I'll throw a podcast on sometimes when I lay down if I'm, if I'm awake a little bit. But nothing's keeping me awake. It's just, you know, sometimes I fall asleep right away. Usually I do. Yeah. Well, sometimes it takes a half an hour, and if I'm laying there and I know I'm going to be up for a few minutes, I'll throw a podcast on or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting, like, at this point, like, um, sometimes I'll I'll stay in bed and I'll, like, you know, we call it noodling on our phones. Like, I'll noodle on my phone for a while before I go to bed, or I'll read for a yeah. while. But, like, once, my, once I say to myself, yeah, I'm going to go to sleep now, like, eye mask on, earplugs in, I'm usually out in a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but what is a little more interesting to me in some ways is that I do have a tendency. Uh, I kind of have like these certain hours that I will awake in the middle of the mm. night. Um, and I, you know, it feels like there are certain kinds of commonalities to how I emerge in the middle of the night, but it tends to be three or four o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is like two or three hours before I need to be awake. Mm-hmm. And I never wake like with nothing on my mind. There's always ah. something there. Something's going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What kind of stuff is it usually that... So a lot of times it is, 
And so this is interesting compared to like how I, I was just saying it. Like I used to write all the time in the night. Yeah. Um, right. I think maybe to some extent my brain is still doing that. Um, so a lot of times if there's something that I've been working on writing, I'll awake with a draft in my head. Like, oh, interesting. I'll, like fully formed, fully formed. Or I'll know like the moves that I need to make. Um, so like I was writing a version of the project for my students um, a couple weeks ago and I woke up, I looked at this window that's in my bedroom mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, it's like the Zoom windows. I'm going to talk about Zoom and, I'm, and, I, and I just knew like in order to do that, I'm going to start with the window. I'm going to connect to terministic screens. Um, and then from there, I'm going to look at the definition of window and like, like I knew the five moves that I was going to make. Yeah. 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 Um, and then I could just sit down and knock them out. So what do you think woke you up? Um, so like what, what roused you from sleep? Cause it's like, what do you, what do you think about when you're in bed and awake in the middle of the night? It's like, but what actually woke you up though? I think that that's a great question. Um, so it's, it's kind of weird. Like a lot of times when this happens, um, I sense myself thinking, and sometimes I think it actually might be taking place in a dream. (laughs) I'm like blowing Paul's mind over here. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) so I think it's, I I think I'm actually like somewhat cognizant, like, conscious within a dream and i'm working this stuff out Uh and then i'll open my eyes and i'll keep thinking and then i'll say okay i just got to go work on it now yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. how about you do you have this Um, is it other stuff does it look different i um it for it well i do i do i've i have i don't even know where to start um i've i've gamified my waking up in the middle of the night a little bit. So, um, when I, when I do wake up in the middle of the night, it's, it's oftentimes in over the, over the course of like a week or two, it'll be like around the same time. Mm. And, um, whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, I try to guess what time it is without knowing. So it's like, I'll say it is two 24 and then I'll grab a phone or something like that and look and I'll see how close I am. And disturbingly, very disturbingly, a lot of times I'm within like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's really, it's like, I think that's actually a skill you can practice. Like, what is it? What is 2.34 in the morning feel like? And you have to pay attention to it. But I think it's a skill you can practice. And I have no idea what skill that is or why it would ever be useful in any meaningful way. But that's what it's like to be me. Right. So, um, <laughs> have you seen the stuff that I have in this room? It's like, what do you ever need that for? It's like, oh, no, it's cool to have. Played a lot of Trivial Pursuit when I was growing up, I guess. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, when I when I find myself awake in the middle of the night um, and unable to go back to sleep, it does sometimes tie into some felt anxiety that I'm having about something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that it's actually anxiety about that thing. Or it's just an anxiety in general that popped up that it just grabbed the closest thing that was around. Mm. Mm. Because it's never something that is going to be shattering in any way. It's like, oh, mm, I really need to reply to that email from a week ago. (laughs) You know, that that person may or may not be waiting for. And there's no difference between sending it at 3.30 in the morning and sending it at 8 in the morning. Right. They're going to read it at 9 either way. Um, but it it's it's it feels like, it, it doesn't feel like that's the thing that's waking me up or that's the thing that is actually the, the cause of the anxiety. I'm, I'm just kind of anxious to probably maybe about some unnamed existential dilemma. Mm. and But it like grabbed onto that because it was quick and easy and cheap. And it's something that I could actually get up and do something about. Right, interesting. If I wanted to, right? So it's like this compulsion, ooh, I need to get up and I need to do it right now. Let me grab a laptop and and knock this thing out or I'm not going to be able to go back to sleep. Fact, you probably will not be able to go back to sleep either way. Right. It just seems like the thing the anxiety sort of grabbed onto. It was like, ooh, I'm awake and anxious. 
ooh, I'm going to grab this email that you didn't send yet. Yeah, let's obsess about that. <laughs> you know, and obsession is a strong word to use. Right. But it, it, it'll just start start cycling through, you know, and it's like, ooh, mm, ah, er, and then I'll just kind of flop around a lot and trying to get the blankets just perfect, which they're never going to be, and lay around for a little bit. And oftentimes if I'm laying around for more than an hour, I will actually, okay, I'm awake. I guess this is the way it's going to be. Might as well get up and do something. And usually that takes the form of like the dishes or sweeping the floor or cleaning the kitchen or something. You're, you're I'm going to be up. Might as well do something productive. Interesting. Um, so I think I have like three questions. Awesome. So my first question is, so you mentioned that this tends to like, you'll have several days in a row with this. Yeah. Yeah. Have you it, ever? It usually comes and goes and. Yeah, in like waves? Yeah, in waves like that, yeah. Have you ever um, mapped that to the phases of the moon? No. You're like crazy. Um, <laughs> of course not. That sounds way too interesting. Yeah, so one of the things that I know about myself is that around the full moon, um, I don't sleep as well. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, and I was, um, I was actually born under a full moon. Um, so I've always wondered... Um, or I guess maybe more recently, I'm wondering, um, if those things are related. Um, mm. but I don't know what it is. Um, but I tend to wake up, uh, in the middle of the night in particular during, uh, full moons. And part of it, I sometimes think is because, uh, I'm not like a, uh, Eric would tell you that I'm not like a very docile sleeper. I flip mm. around a lot, right? Um, so eventually my eye mask finds its way somewhere else after I fall asleep. And so sometimes I think it's the, the light coming in from the window from the moon. Yeah, it could be. Moon. Yeah, it could be. Um, okay, so of course, not of course, but... That would be the rational, right? So uh, Paul has not... Suggestion, right? Yeah. What it might so I'm going to low-key start asking you, like, so how'd you sleep? Uh-huh. And I'm just going to take yeah, data. Because uh, I love the moon cycles. You know that. Um my other question, though, was what wakes you up? Like, we know eventually you you get to the yeah. email, but, like, what does it look like to emerge? From sleep. Mm -hmm. Particularly in the middle of the night. It's hard to pinpoint the transition from when I was asleep to when I'm awake. Yeah. It's hard to pin that down you know and I, I do recall a couple of times kind of thinking to myself you know what I think I'm awake mm -hmm. I don't I, I must not be sleeping anymore so I guess I'm awake now oh look I am so I don't know I don't know I don't know what it is um I am not a docile sleeper either though and I have scientific scientific evidence to back this up so one of the things that the 23andMe genetic testing can tell you is whether or not you have a tendency towards being a deep sleeper or a more restless mm -hmm. one. And uh, I came out on that as a more restless mm. sleeper by whatever percentage. That was not news to Shauna. She's like, well, obviously, you know, uh, just like something she knew 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I see the whole thing is fascinating. It's like, I don't know what it's like to fall asleep. I don't know what it's like to wake up because I always feel like I miss it. Mm, mm -hmm. It's like, I'm, it's like, it, it, it's hard to watch. I can find myself sometimes in these transitional states of, uh, kind of the groggy twilight zone. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I, I, I can pay attention to that, but actual being out and then waking up again, it's like, I always feel like I miss it. Yeah. It's more of a, it's always a discovery. Oh, I'm asleep now. Oh, I'm awake now. Yeah. You know, one of the earliest memories that I have um, is being at my grandmother's house, uh, my grandparents' house, I should say. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't really know how old I was. Um, but for whatever reason, I was sleeping in my grandparents' bed. Um, I don't, I don't know where they were sleeping. Um, yeah, yeah, really. I mean, there were other beds in the house, but for whatever reason, I was sleeping in um, Nanny and Pop-Pop's bed. And um, I just remember being alone in this room and having, like, the clock. They had, like, this large print clock in the room. Uh -huh. And I remember for several days, um, 
spending time like staring at that clock. And it was like I was doing this experiment where I was going to figure out how many minutes it took me to fall asleep. Um, and so I would just like watch it count down. Um, and cool. the average was seven. Really? Mm-hmm. Do you feel like that's accurate? I think it probably is. Um, like non-insomniac sherry, probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't that interesting? Like it's it that is interesting. It legitimately because you know, I think it is the earliest memory I have because all of my other memories that are earlier than that I think are like backed up by pictures. Mm-hmm. This there's no photographic evidence of this. It, right, it's just this right, right, right. thing. Um, me alone in a room, counting minutes on a clock. Yeah, counting's a thing I've always done though. Yeah, I don't. Well, I mean, it, it goes back to the whole count sheep situation that we were all told to. I don't know if I, we weren't told to do it. It was always somehow in the cultural uh, framework of what people do when they're trying to fall, yeah. fall asleep is counting sheep. I never found that particularly uh, restful activity. I don't know. Well, uh, would you like to say more about that? Like, what about like, it is unrestful to you? It's uh, Count sheep, what for? I mean, why sheep? Why counting? Why? I mean, I could do any number of things besides. I mean, I've I've never found that occupying my mind with something was a framework under which sleep came to me. So, I always found the idea of counting sheep's very anxiety, very anxiety inducing, actually. Yeah. Um, because I felt like I was supposed to visualize the sheep, and then the sheep was supposed to do something, right? So yeah. then I would always be like, okay, so. I'm going to visualize the sheep. The sheep's going to jump over a little fence and then I'll go find another sheep and I'll keep doing this thing. Yeah. You're going to make it do something with your mind. With my mind. Um, but I would always lose count. And then like, obviously you would have to start over again. Yeah. And if you ever met a sheep, I mean, you know, they just don't do what they're told. They're notorious for that. Uh, I think the number of sheep friends I have is pretty small. So yeah, maybe, maybe yeah, you might it's have like, more oh, sheep such a friends. Pain. They're such a pain. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. Back in the zoo days, we had some sheep, and it's like, they're just so obnoxious. Really? Sheep? Yeah, sheep. It's like, yeah, it's like they don't do what you want them to. That is, It's like they just always have the zoomies. There's always just like zipping around everywhere. They don't go where you want. You literally have to like grab them and pick them up and put them where you want them to be. It's like, my God. <laughs> so obnoxious. <laughs> Because you just get fed up with it, trying to wrangle the thing. It's like, I'm just picking it up and you just grab it and you well, and that's such... carry it inside and set it. And I was like, you stay right there. So that's such Arr. an interesting thing. <laughs> so obnoxious. It's such an interesting thing because we have like this image, right? Like, don't be a sheep and follow the herd. Oh, no. But that's yeah, not true. They're, they're obnoxious. <laughs> they're completely they're like, no. No. Uh, it's totally obnoxious. I don't know what a good analogy is for that. For for what's a better a better choice than a sheep? Yeah. Um, I think the sheep analogy, uh, I think, doesn't necessarily speak to following a, a herd or following in a direction with a leader. I think it's more of like a general intelligence factor that sort of gets factored in there. Mm. They're not the brightest things you've ever met in your life. Yeah. By far, um, uh, ducks will follow you if imprinted, though. But again, this is not Paul's zoology class. Uh, but it could be. It could be. Well, um, I mean, we did talk about what was it last week was gorillas. gorillas. So this yeah, and week how we had to define our terms. Right? Yeah. Are we talking about the animal or are we talking about the tactic? So um, that's it. That was a fun one. Yeah. But yeah, this whole sleep thing. Um, we have a lot of students that uh, some of which we have in common mm-hmm. in our classes and many of which we don't. But sleep does seem very negotiable to them. And I've never really understood that. And one thing that I've discovered in my life is that if I want to be my most productive and get like the best work out of me, and even if I have a lot to do, um, not sleeping does not improve my output in any way in terms of quality or volume or any part of it. There's no part of not getting a good night's sleep. That is productive in any part of my life in any measurable way. Well, and you know, so sleep deprivation is actually a torture technique. 
Yeah, right. Right. And so uh, we know that it's really bad for people. Um, But there is this really interesting way that I think sometimes what keeps us up at night is our, I don't know, like this, this, this idea that like the perseverance without sleep, this superhuman capability is somehow like a badge of honor. Um, Yeah. Drink a gallon of coffee to stay awake and keep banging it out. Right. And I, and I think I, you know, I see it modeled by, you know, students, I see it modeled by faculty, like, oh, I stayed up all night to grade these papers. And boy, I used to do that, you know, once upon a time, I was miserable. Yeah, right. right, Um, But I, you know, I'm with you, like, um, even, I mean, I have the witch, Paul has watched this happen. I have a witching hour when, like, I hit, like, the middle of the afternoon, and um, I get tired, and I need to be promptly fed, or I will turn into a very, very terrible human um right and the same is true with sleep if i am under rested um i don't recommend me to the world like yeah i'm just you're just worn out and it's like you you're, the fuse is short yeah the the tank is empty your ability to absorb things that you would usually in most circumstances offer kind patience to yeah that ability is lost or seriously under uh, available yeah But, you know, it's so interesting because I used, like, I mean, like I said, I used to write all the time at night. Yeah, right. Um, And so I used to really pride myself in my ability to write up to the deadline. Um, And my students, like, they still model this behavior. They're they're like, (laughs) oh, I do my best writing. Let me tell you, you do not do your best writing then. You do not. uh, You might do writing and it will be subject to much much revision yeah under those circumstances um and it it is what it is right if if the alternative is well i'm just gonna guess i'm just gonna lay in bed and just sort of lay there it's like i don't know what to do so that's where you know i just sort of come in with well i'm awake and um my mind is latching on to some weird stuff that some of which i can do stuff about some of which i can't uh because you know my rule Mm -hmm. about what happens in the middle of the night Right. Never believe anything your mind tells you in the middle of the night. Yeah. Um, even those that, even though that stuff may be true, um, the urgency at which it is felt is usually a little exaggerated because it's the only thing going on and it's dark and quiet. So it's like, of course, everything is loud. Interesting. But yeah, it's like never believe anything your mind tells you in the middle of the night. And, and so it's like, what, well, like, I'm just going to go and do the dishes. Well, And so I think it's so interesting how different our experiences are with this, because for me, I think a lot of times when I wake up at three or four o'clock, it's because like I go to bed with some sort of interesting mental knot, right? And something is happening while I'm sleeping. Like I really believe that rest, like, like, I guess there's probably research, right? That shows like, our brain does some real work while we're sleeping. And oh, so, yeah, it does. Totally, it does. Yeah. Like biological work. Right. And so... Important biological work. Yeah, right? Like vital, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I'll wake up, I think, sometimes because my brain solved the problem. And so it, wow. it wakes me up to say, hey, we got it. We figured it out. Mm. Um, And so that's one of the reasons, like... I'll often, I'll wake up um, and I'll grab my phone and I'll grab the notes app and I'll start like making a note. And then that's when all of a sudden the draft will just start pouring out. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I have, uh, I'm trying to think of, I had a good idea in the middle of the night. I don't know. I see, I don't even know if that's the right way to say it. I woke up with a good idea in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago and yeah. I didn't write it down because it was such a great idea that I would obviously remember it. I did not remember it. Remember it. Do you now it have a notebook next to your bed? Uh, I am a little ashamed to say that my phone is always just like right there. I could have grabbed my phone and written a note to myself, but I sometimes do. I sometimes don't. That, yeah. I, uh... Um, I don't think I currently do. I got to be honest. I, I, I feel like I immediately need to follow that with, I guess I should. Well... 
I feel like you might enjoy having some sort of notepad um, to hold, you know, your bedside sandwich. You know, I might try that. Oh, I haven't had a sandwich in a while. Yeah. A bed, bed bedtime sandwich. Yeah. I mean, you know, but I mean, I just feel like whenever I watch you take notes, you, I've never watched you take a note on your phone. So why would yeah, three I don't o'clock know. It's not part of my, decide, yeah. oh, I can take notes on my phone? Yeah, it's not a habit that I have. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. Um, I just don't have that habit. Yeah. Um, so a notebook would probably be a little a little more handy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sleep is funny. So I, th- I think where we started this was with this idea is like, what keeps us up at night? It's like, nothing keeps me up at night, but things do either wake me up at night or when I wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, I, I do get stuck with some stuff sometimes that isn't always fun. Yeah. And so what do you do with it? Uh, you know, how do you navigate that? It's like, is, is all hope always lost? Do I sometimes go back to sleep? Yeah. Sometimes I will throw a podcast on in the middle of the night for a half an hour and just sort of conk off, kind of conk out uh, with a podcast on. And then I half wake up and half an hour later and take the headphones off and I'm back asleep again. Yeah. Um, but if it's usually it's if it's after four and I wake up, I'm just up for the day and that's just the way it's going to be. And by two or so in the afternoon, I'll be pretty wiped out. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't remember the last time I woke up to an alarm. Yeah. Every now and I don't even know the last time. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I mean, sometimes I do just because, I mean, we get up. Usually so I don't early. even set it. Yeah. Yeah. Usually I don't even set one. Interesting. Yeah. And I'm still up at. When the sun starts hitting the window, you know, I'm definitely up. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that I'm thinking about is like this idea of like sleeping through the night is actually a fairly new human thing. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and so the idea of like that, like, I forget there's, I was reading an article recently about this uh, because Eric often wakes up in the middle of the night and he used to like really, really, really dislike that. Um, And so we were looking into it and I was like, well, what if you just think about like, that's the period before your second sleep and you're going to enjoy some reading time. You get to sleep twice. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. And it's like, he doesn't get a lot of reading time during the day. So he gets the reading time in the middle of the night and it's fine. Does he do that? Yeah. Like, um, I mean, he'll, he'll, yeah, he'll get up and he'll go to the living room and he'll read uh, and then he'll come back to bed. Wow. Yeah. Sometimes I think he gets his best reading done then. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And if we happen to like be in sync and we were up at the same time, like sometimes we have some of the most interesting conversations of like our marriage in the middle wow. of the night, like 2 a.m. Like you're both like Rando woke up. Rando woke like... up. Hey, good to see you. <laughs> what brings you here? <laughs> right. But. But in the in those t- conversations tend to be the kinds of things that you really do think about. Like when we say that phrase, like the things that keep you up at night, right? It's the big existential questions, right? Yeah, because you think it's going to be like this big existential thing, right? Well, but a lot of times our conversations in the middle of the night, it that's what they'll be like. Yeah. So, so why do you think we're here as people? Really? Yeah. You do have those. Yeah. Interesting. In the middle of the night. We've always done that, I think. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah, we get quite philosophical in the middle of the night. Yeah, I don't know if I do. <laughs> I don't. I think I save my philosophy for the daytime. Uh, <laughs> and Shauna's like, I, and I'm not interested in you starting yeah, now. Yeah, not interested. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to go well. Um, <laughs> two o'clock in the morning. Hey, Shauna. Shauna. Shauna, wake up. I just had this thought. Why are we all here? What do you think all this is about? What, are, what is this all for? It's a good uh, thing you bought a new couch, Paul. Did I send that email? Yeah, I'm going to be using it. Um, I'm going to be using it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's interesting because, I mean, when I'm when I'm up um, and thinking about what I need to do in, an, in sort of an anxious, nervy way in the middle of the night, it's always like little busy stuff. It's not it's not big stuff. It's not a big thing. Mm-hmm. It's It seems to be maybe it's kind of more stuff that, um, I wish was a different way of being that I had that I just don't. And it's like, it's not, I mean, cause I, I mean, I know for a fact with the never believe anything mm-hmm. that my, 
brain tells me in the middle of the night. I know that there's no difference in me sending that email at three and me sending that email at eight. There is zero difference there. Yeah. I'm not a better or worse person for sending that at 3 a.m. versus 8 a.m. Right. The outcome is going to be the same. Yeah. In, in how it's received. There's going to be no difference there. Um, it seems more of a, well, quit thinking about it and just go ahead and do it and you'll be quit thinking about it and you'll be able to go back to bed. Rarely have I ever found that to be true. Um, when I have actually gotten up and sent the email or did the thing or whatever it might be, it seems to be more like something that threatens my, my sense of identity of who I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be a person who comes across as being irresponsible. Um, so maybe it's the, I'm thinking about the email, but it's really just this, this, I don't show well. I'm not showing well in my own in my own mind mm. with with what I have either done or not done, and uh, when when things are quiet enough for that for my brain to be heard, it takes the opportunity to say something. Maybe I don't know. I'm speculating. Yeah, you know. But I mean, why do I not give a shit about the email when it's light outside? But all of a sudden, at three o'clock in the morning, it's most important thing that I ever, you know, had going through my head in in, in fifty years. You know, I think that this is, I mean, it's kind of interesting because it sounds like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like that's some second arrow kind of stuff, right? Yeah, it seems like it. Yeah, it, it kind of seems like it. But it's like the importance of things change depending on whether it's light or dark. You know, something that is trivial at 2 p.m. in the middle of the afternoon on a sunny day is a crisis in the middle of the night. Yeah. And a lot of bleh, starts coming in along with it. It's like, God, I'm such a failure because I didn't send that email to that person who I don't even know. <laughs> do you, you know. <laughs> so do you typically get up and send the email? I I, I have. Okay. Um, usually yeah. not. Yeah. Usually not. Um, usually I, I it's like, this is, it's going to be fine. I don't need to send this. There's no difference between me sending it now and me sending it after I have a proper cup of freaking coffee. Um, but I am awake. And what do I want to do with this time? Because some usually you know when you're going back to sleep or not a little bit or within the next hour. Yeah, it's like it's like when you're when I'm awake, it's like okay, yeah, this is the way it's going to be, and I'm awake. Might as well do the dishes. I'll do something else. Um, either read a little bit or, like I said, when I say do the dishes, I'm literally talking about doing the dishes. If you know me, I enjoy that a lot. Or cleaning up the kitchen a little bit because the kitchen's always in need of a good cleaning. If your kitchen is like ours, or straighten up whatever or putting a podcast on and just sort of laying there knowing that it's like i'm not even trying to fall asleep i'm listening to yeah i don't know rob bell or whoever or rich roll see i think um i can't and and yeah 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 so it's like i don't I, I usually don't actually do the thing that it feels like my anxiety has attached to interesting so one thing i know is true is I don't think I can do the dishes in the middle of the night. Not that I would feel inclined anyway. Um, don't feel the urge to do them in the middle of the day either. I don't. <laughs> um, not particularly. Funny thing about the dishes. I don't feel like doing them during the middle of the night. No. Or during the day. Or at dawn. Or at dusk, for that matter. Or Yeah, this is like a... It feels like a Dr. Seuss ex- poem in here somewhere. Yeah, exactly. I do not want the Lorax anywhere. But um, I... Well, I think I'm just not, I mean, I live in a pretty small place and I'm not a particularly quiet individual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, there. I think I have tried uh, like doing the dishes in the middle of the night. Um, in which case, I think a groggy Eric will emerge and be like, what you doing? What's going on? Everything okay here? Um Sometimes I will take a shower in the middle of the night mm. if I'm up. Uh, yeah, that creeps me out. What? Really? A shower in mm-hmm. the night? Yep. Why? I don't like taking showers when it's dark out. I'm just going to stare at Paul for a second, y'all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of it. It's weird. Is it like... You watch Psycho one too many times? Like, what's the deal here? I don't know. It just feels wrong. You make your own rules. Oh, I love a night shower. Uh, I'm very uncomfortable with this conversation right now. Uh, it's a dark it's, it's weird. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, 
because I mean, I because I've thought about this a lot actually. Because uh, every time that I've had to, this is why you know this is one of the most difficult things about. Well, it's not anymore because you know hashtag COVID. Yeah. Um, with our our jobs that we have, I mean, we don't have to be on a campus somewhere at seven a.m. <laughs> to meditate in my <laughs> office at seven thirty, mm-hmm. for example. Because I have an early class and I want to beat traffic. I mean, those days are so far behind us. It's not even funny at this point. Um, uh, but waking up in the winter or late fall, early in the morning to get to campus early before traffic because I have an early class or something, would uh, would uh, would ask me to take a shower in the morning pretty early. Oftentimes it was still dark and I didn't like it. I didn't like one damn bit. And it's like the bathroom looks different when the sun is up. The bathroom seems lighter, although I know that it's not because it, I mean, you close the door and the light's on. So I don't know. It's just, it, the whole thing about it just really, I'm not a fan of it. I don't like it. Huh. I've, it's not something I struggle with, but I know that it's like when it's dark and I'm taking a shower, there's just something. Huh. I don't like it. I'm smiling a lot, not because I find this humorous, but because this is, it's just like, oh, new knowledge about Paul. Hmm. Discovered a whole new country. Yeah. Explore there. Like now I'm like, what else does Paul hate that I don't know about? Um, yeah, that's a pretty weird one. I gotta be honest. I mean, it's like, I know that it's weird. I mean, cause who cares? But, um, after, you know, shower after, after 6 PM, I don't like it. Huh. And before the sun comes up, I'm not a fan. I don't like being awake before the sun comes up. Oh, I mean that's that, that was always one of my things. I'll do it, but you know I, I like a little bit of something on the horizon. You know when I wake up. So so when it, when I wake up in the middle of night and it's four and I know I'm going to be awake and so it's like you know I'm just getting up and doing the dishes. I I regret many things in that moment. Primary amongst them is not like putting some clothes out where it's easy to get to. So I'm not like fumbling around in the dark trying to find my socks or something like that. And all of this could be easily solved by just getting a nice pile of, you know, some sweatpants or whatever and a t-shirt and some socks or whatever and setting it aside just in case. But I don't want to plan for failure and disaster anyway, which goes back to why do I consider that a failure to wake up in the middle of the night? Because I mean, it all kind of flows into this whole what we think the best way of being is and what we do. But I really do not like fumbling around in the middle of the night for, for clothes or something with my flashlight on my phone, trying to fiddle with that and not wake Shauna. And it's like, this is all just tons of stupid. So, so. I mean, okay. So <laughs> my socks don't match and my t-shirts on backwards. And it's like, I don't even know where my hoodie is. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, okay, so you did just stumble upon one kind of weird thing about me, um, which, like, that... Oh, now I'm uncomfortable. This is fun, Paul. Good. You just got it coming for bringing a (laughs) night shower. That's what you get. I love a night shower. Um, So I have this real thing where um, I am incredibly... uh, How do I put this? Um... I have kind of a a little bit of an uh, neurotic obsession, we might call it, Ooh, okay. um, with the idea that the fire alarm might go off in the middle of the night uh-huh. and that uh-huh. I would not easily be able to find the correct uh, selection of items necessary to go outside um, and uh-huh. be properly clothed. Um, yeah. including shoes. So I really don't like sleeping without like direct immediate, like, um, yeah, I'll keep a whole outfit like next to the a bed. Bug out, a bug out bag. Right. Yeah. yeah like, bug out bag. um, and it's like a whole, um, it's like a whole thing for me. Like, um, I would, when I was a kid, I would sleep fully clothed. Oh, really? For the same reason? Yeah. 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 Like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> and it was like it, it was a lot more uh neurotic when i was a kid because you know i watched we watched a lot of um you know like unsolved mysteries and things like this so i was very concerned about being abducted in the middle of the night um <laughs> i wanted to be fully clothed for this experience so you're the kidnapper so hang on a second let me get a, <laughs> let me get something on here right yeah i didn't right want to give me a second just uh, give me a second yeah like um 
So, but when I went away to college, like, I got a little less strange about it. But, um, you know, there were uh, fire alarms all the time in the middle of the night. Um, oh, yeah, in college? Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. And so I got in the habit of, like, I want to be able to, like, you know, get out of there I real quick. Um, and then I had it uh, when Eric and I first got married. And he was just kind of like, you know, you probably <laughs> probably wear a nightgown or something. You probably don't have to, like, go to sleep in jeans. Yeah. Um. You sleep in jeans? I mean, I did. I did. You had no idea. Fully clothed. Wow, wow, wow. Ready to go for a walk at any minute? Yeah, ready to go for a walk. Um, That's interesting. Um, Now, I'm a lot more flexible about it, but um, yeah, I... Do you feel like you just outgrew it or what? I mean, because sleep habits do change. I mean, I'm not the same sleeper I was when I was younger. My habits have certainly changed. Do you feel like you just sort of outgrow it or... I mean... (laughs) I don't even know what that means to out- outgrow it, right? It, 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 things do what they do until they don't. So I think... And then they do something else, right? I think what is true now is that it, my path from my bed to my door, um, I tend to hang my my robe on the mirror right by the door. Um, okay. And my all of our shoes are right next to the bedroom door. Um, so if I'm exiting hastily in the middle of the night... Uh, those things are always still on my exit. So I mm. guess the answer is, no, I'm still doing it. it I just hide it better. Um, huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I'm very concerned about like, um, yeah, if there's a fire alarm in the middle of the night, like I'm going to be the best dressed person out at the yeah, really. at the drill. Show up in a... And this has paid <laughs> off. Like um, one year I was at a conference in the middle of the night. There was, you know, fire drill. Um, and I... Um. Yeah, that is, that, yeah, it's just the thing about me. I don't know. Yeah, I had a fire alarm, and so you're already wearing your business suit. So you just grabbed your projector and went downstairs with your laptop, and you plugged it in and said, "Thank you, everyone, for coming to my talk." No, it's actually worse than that. Okay, so I had to, I had to go <laughs> projected to, on the wall, right, uh, in this, the loading dock or n- something. Now I'm airing out my anxieties. So I was traveling the next day. Uh, which meant, obviously, I had already packed all of my suitcase and put it right next to the door because uh-huh. if there's right, a fire right. alarm in the middle of the night and you have to leave, you want to be able yeah, to grab all yeah, your yeah. stuff and you don't want anything to be left at the hotel. And you definitely want to be able to exit quickly. And then you have all your stuff just in case the yeah, fire alarm stuff, yeah. takes place long enough that you have to leave for the airport, yeah, which is right. what happened. So I was safe. You have to get your super shuttle, right? He's going to pick you up promptly at 7 a.m. Yeah. Because I also always get to the airport two hours early. Yeah, I, I would too yeah. I would as well. I had a little anxiety about that. Man, my God, with all of this stuff, my night showers, phobia, not liking to get dressed in the dark, you're sleeping in your clothes <laughs> and fire alarm trauma. And we have to make sure that we're wearing appropriate clothes when the kidnappers come by. <laughs> and, you know, all of this. No wonder we're waking up in the middle of the night. It doesn't seem like falling asleep is a problem. It's like... My God, that we're hit from all sides. <laughs> when it gets quiet and we wake up, it's like, what the actual hell? I'm surprised I actually sleep as well as I do. Yeah. With all of this. And I got kids who are just, their solution is just, well, let's just not sleep. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. Because it's it's more uh, more anxiety inducing to keep waking up at 2 a.m. with a quiet house and a noisy head, you know, than it is just to stay busy all the time. Well, I'm sure but, the fact uh, that I was concerned about the kidnappers coming was probably related to the fact that I didn't sleep well as a child and often just stayed up reading, awaiting. Yeah, watching Unsolved Mysteries and and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was always creeped. I mean, there was just this idea that people were going to get into your house and, like, Santa, like, I mean, he was a whole, like, that's an intruder that's sanctioned. Um, yeah. Okay, and, so and we've I covered... a lot of people have that, though. We've covered enough of Sherry's. Uh... Yeah, well, I think a lot of people have a lot of these, a lot of these anxieties, I though. So. I mean, I know um, a friend of mine who, you know, her her nightly ritual when she goes to bed at night is, you know, checking the lock on the door about ten times. Mm-hmm. You know, check it, go to bed, get up, check it, go to bed, get up, check it. You know, and it's yeah. You know, she's got she's got a she's got a little bit of a of an anxiety about that. Mm-hmm. You know, is it's part of her routine. You know. Um, and I'm not sure what it is that, you know, why I'm so, I bristle so hard against fumbling around in the dark for clothes. It's like it would take me literally 15 seconds the night before to to solve this. 
I really recommend <laughs> this it problem, but I but I don't. And it's like I don't know why you don't do that. So you know, I, I'm fully aware that a lot of times when I wake up in the middle of the night, and I have to bristle with something, almost every in every case, almost I think it's something that, um, like a, a trivial amount, a trivial amount of planning could have prevented. If I had sent that email, if I had put my clothes out, if I had, you know, put the clean did the dishes before what I don't know what you know I never really angst about the dishes it's always something I look forward to but but like I said that's why I always think it's like it's not that 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 actually wakes me up the 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 stresses and the anxieties I think it is I wake up for other existential reasons Mm -hmm. and my head just grabs onto whatever is closest because that's that stuff alone because who cares yeah you know it's like I can the same mind that tells me all of the stupid stuff that I need to be anxious about is the same one who knows that it doesn't matter if it's three or eight when I send the thing. So it's like my the same the same mind that tells me that I need to be anxious about is the one that says it's it's stupid to be anxious about it. So I don't know what to do with that. Right. Well, I mean, I think that what's interesting is like we think about the things like this phrase of what keeps you up at night. Yeah. It really is. Like, it, it is the stuff that our brains grab onto, right? Like, me yeah. talking about my weird rituals about having a full, like, business suit next to my bed so I can go to sleep. I mean, it's it's something the brain has has caught onto for whatever reason. Your yeah, dislike of right. night showers, one of my favorite things. Um, I don't think I've ever woken up with a fear of, oh, my God, I'm going to have to take a shower. I or just begrudgingly did it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just something, um, I just think that it's so interesting how people like all of us, like our brains will grab on to different things, like something yeah, right. like it never would have occurred to me to dislike a shower at night, but you have clear opinions. I'm not a fan. I, so I, I know I'll stop mentioning them because like you get sadder every time I do. Yeah. I'm not a fan. I <laughs> I have no idea why. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Hmm. 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 Yeah, I'm trying to figure out if there's something that I dislike in that same sort of way. I mean, I have my weird little obsessions, but yeah, it, it's... Yeah, um, we all do. You know, we all have the things we like and dislike, right? Like... Yeah. What was yeah, it? Ma- yeah. Maybe the other day you said, like, was it the Dalai Lama who doesn't like coconut? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he, he is really grumpy when his schedule is too too much... Too much stuff's in his schedule, and he gets kind of terse with his handlers. Yeah, it's like I don't know why you get my schedule so tight, and he gets all grumpy, and he goes, "It's like, dude, you're the Dalai Lama, chill." And he's yeah. like, "You put too much stuff on my calendar." Yeah. Um, but probably not like that, but <laughs> probably not. Yeah, but that's the thing, is right. Like our brains are interesting; they can grab onto different things. They can wake us up in the middle of the night. It's tricky. Any advice for people who are having a hard time sleeping? Mm. I mean, I don't know, because I think it's such an individual thing, right? Like, so what works for me does not work for a lot of people. Um, So the very fact that I sleep with an eye mask and earplugs runs counterintuitive, by the way, to the fear of kidnappers. Yeah, it kind of does. It's like, I'm going to make sure I get no sensory input at all. All these kidnappers are... Right, but that's why I need Eric to be home. Because I also, by the Ah. way, the other thing, like, how do we decide which side of the bed we sleep on? He sleeps closer to the door. Those are the rules. Does Eric know that your marriage is contingent on your fear of kidnappers? (laughs) (laughs) Well, He will now. Yeah, (laughs) What I also know about myself now is, like, they would have brought me back. Yeah. That kidnapping would not have stuck. I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of weeks Eric comes home and he's like, well, Sherry, you know, I've heard about these kidnappings lately. You really got to be careful now. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean. Time to get into an argument. Remember those kidnappers, Sherry? (laughs) (laughs) I can't get Well, I mean, I mean, it is a real thing that I don't sleep well if he's not home. Yeah, yeah, you've mentioned that before. Um, yeah, and and that. he knows, like, he knows that um, when we first, you know, started sharing a bed, we had a conversation like, oh, what side of the bed do you want? 
And like my answer was, you should sleep closer to the door. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's always been that way. Um, well, there is also, there was, I mean, like there are things that have happened over the course of my life that had ma have made like, um, there was a time like we were sleeping one night in my freshman dorm room and, uh, in the middle of the night, somebody opened the door to my dorm room and my hand was like hanging off the edge of my bed. Yeah. And yeah. they like shook my hand. What? And like, I woke up realizing someone was shaking my hand and, um, the worst thing is this eric like literally slept through it <laughs> and and like the There's person no good was in kidnapping like, situations at all well and then and the person was like oh shit wrong room and i still to this day have no idea who that person was wow um but yeah so ah uh, the things that keep us up at the night things that keep us up at night goodness yeah so that might keep me up at night thinking about that mm -hmm. mm. well listeners May you sleep well. Mm -hmm. Never compromise on sleep. That's rule number one. Yeah. Rule number two, never believe anything your brain tells you in the middle of the night. Unless you're Sherry. Right. Unless you're Sherry. In, in case it really is kidnappers. <laughs> in which case, that requires immediate well, intervention. You know, I would I say about... Rule number three is, when in doubt, just get up and do the dishes. Right. I think that that works for Paul. I think I would say... Yeah, those are my rules. Those are my rules. Those are your rules. Yeah, I would I would miss some good writing. I would say when your brain wakes you up at the night, in the middle of the night, meet it with curiosity. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, huh. I think that would work either way. Yeah, that would work either way, too. Yeah. I don't. I still grumble. It's like, ah, what am I doing awake? Ugh. But what if you did? Going back to sleep. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe you're sure not going to take a shower. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, it was just earlier today that I was uh, telling you, implying that you were predictable, and now I've learned a new Paul factoid. A new factoid. Yeah. yeah. So. Who knows? Very cool. Well, and I guess you've learned something about Sherry as well. Yeah, a little this, She's all that. She's weirder than you knew. I think we're all weirder than we know. Oh, I think so, too. We're totally all weirder than we know. I mean, if our listeners told us what keeps them up at night or what was happening and what their strategies were, hint, hint, listeners, right, on uh, on their nighttime strategies, I'm sure that we'd find that interesting and informative as, as well. Yeah. The things that happen in the night. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. It is. Well, it is. Paul, I hope you sleep well. I hope you sleep well too. And may our listeners also do so. Also do may our may our listeners sleep well as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. What's the way to do this? May you sleep well, dear listener. Yes. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, you can always try listening to a podcast such as this one. Is this one, yeah. <laughs> and if this one doesn't put you to sleep, nothing will. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome play rock paper scissors yeah with um, yourself that'll be fun with yourself yeah, yeah. Uh, awesome better than counting sheep yeah count rocks cool. papers and scissors yep there you go there you go there you go cool, cool. thanks sherry thanks, appreciate Paul. it see everybody soon bye bye This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a Paul podcast. Paul podcast, yes. 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 Cool.